Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And tonight we're doing The Walking Dead, uh, this episode 610, or as we have to put that new classification on there, East Season 6, Episode 10. Um, it was called The Next World. Um, director was Carrie Scoglin, which she's all over the map. Man, this girl's got credits for Fear the Walking Dead. She's got, um, let's see, of course, Walking Dead. Vikings. Penny know. Dreadful. Yeah, so uh, she's got some good stuff, um, and then I think our writers are one of our one of my faves is uh, Angie Kang and another guy named Corey Reed. So um, good little setup for this episode, and I think that's the reason uh, I rather enjoyed it. What about you? Oh, I definitely enjoyed it. I was kind of expecting a slow episode after the kind of wild first episode, so this wasn't as slow as I thought it was going to be. Um, but I quite enjoyed it, uh, honestly. And the title, I, I know what you're saying, but if you've seen the advertisement for this season, basically, this half season, it's about like the world getting larger and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, think I know where they're going with that, yeah. I do too. I have an idea. So, um, You know, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'll be honest with you, I was just kind of surprised it was able to keep my attention and it was – you know, uh, just com- kind of foolhardy, fun, kind of let loose a little bit and so on. Now, I will tell you, it left me a lot of questions, you know, some details, more continuity issues, different things like that. But that's s- typical Walking Dead. But um, plus, we had some major plot movement this episode, which I'm always a huge fan of, that we don't get in that old school, you know, old walking dead of being stagnant and maintaining a, a story. Yeah. Maintaining a, a lull for like two or three episodes before we get any movement. And right now they're keeping that high pace. And so I'm really happy they are. Yeah. Honestly, I don't have many complaints at all for this episode. Not saying it's just, you know, the best television you'll ever watch, but it there's in walking dead comparisons. This was a pretty solid episode. It really was, especially followed one just as monumental as the other one, because you know what well, I do in the past, they usually have that reputation of doing the follow-up as a wah, wah, Yeah, wah. let down. Yeah, you know, or a real pump the brakes, you know, on momentum. And so this was good. Um, you know, I will say that the episode did kind of seem – I hate, and I'm not complaining about it, but it seems like there's a lot of things that could have been done differently for the episode that have been smarter, but would not have had the same result as what the show presented. A good example is, is that like we had feedback, um, from, uh, Matthew and a few others like Brian, and they were talking about, you know, why were these two the ones that were sent on the run? You know, when you have people, that's what they do. And, you know, they go and do these things. It's so random, you know, in my opinion. And I agree with a lot of people, especially on Facebook. And when we had a lot of, you know, email chatter and so on, is is that why Daryl and Rick? You know, I think they're kind of your number one, number two of the entire camp. Why do you send your leaders out to go and scavenge and do these things? You know, I just that I think it's more about a situation of hey, this would be good to get these two together and create a scenario, and okay, let's write around that instead of actually thinking is this what would actually transpire if you're the leader of the group and different things of that nature. Yeah, I think it was kind of an opportunity to show that Rick actually does trust the Alexandrians and send some of them out. You already know Heath is a you know gatherer. 
Yeah, he does you know a good job. I mean? And Daryl, at least Daryl was a, what do they call them, you know, scout, basically. Exactly. You know, previously. So it makes sense for Daryl to go, but I have no idea why Rick was going. Yeah, that, I just thought that was kind of kind of random. You know, of course, I'm talking to my wife. My wife's like, well, maybe you just want to get out of the walls. And I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not beating it to death, but I do wonder why those two. And I think it was just another example of just like true Walking Dead styles we say before, there's a there's a shot or a storyline you want to follow and you want to get certain characters together and let's build on that and make that happen. And this is a cool way to do it. You know what I mean? I think the show knows that the chemistry between Rick and Daryl is excellent. And any opportunity they have to put them together for an extended part of time, you know, is, you know, a positive for the show. Absolutely. I mean, you really think about it. If it was just them two, the entire episode, I mean, it's a knockout of the park. Oh, I it's mean, great. Roadshow. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. I mean, you don't you don't even need anything else. I mean, it's just like Daryl's future show where he's riding around and you know, he's on the, you know, I mean, it's, it's all you needed. And so, um, and this was another time where uh, we had some feedback, I think, uh, it was from Heather and somebody. And, man, by the way, we had great feedback this week. A lot of people came out. Uh, Matthew, Heather, uh, Melanie, uh, Brian, Justin, um, Jacob. I mean, there were just tons and tons. I, I could go on and on and on. Um, they were just hitting up with stuff. And one of the other consensus was is that, and I agree with this 100%, I want to bounce this off of you before you really dive into details, is that, Golly, there's too many people to put on screen. And I mean, there's just so many characters. I mean, you realize how many characters got left out of this episode, even though it felt like we saw a ton of them? Yeah. I mean, I honestly thought we'd see fewer, like I said, because we just had a massive episode where we saw everyone. Now, everybody didn't have huge parts, but we did see everyone. So, well, uh, well, well, you didn't even see everybody. Think about it. We did not see Sasha. Abraham, we didn't see Glenn, we didn't see. Um, you talking about this episode? Yes, Morgan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying last episode we saw, we saw yeah. everyone. Right. This but, episode, I thought we'd even see less than we saw. Yeah. Okay. I, I got you. I misunderstood. But I mean, realistically, I mean, there there was just so much they could. There's no way they could cover it even an hour. I mean, there's just so many people to even to get a touch of them. It just wasn't possible with the storyline they were trying to go with. Yeah, and I'm not sure I really cared to see the other ones that they did put in. Um, you know, I'm not like I said, I'm not trying to beat anything up because I think this was a strong episode. But the Carl and Enid stuff and the Aiden and Michonne stuff, I could have almost done without. Yeah, I know it. Enid is just—it's confusing. Just like one of our feedbacks again was is that you know it seems like now. Um, this is a girl who didn't want to be inside the walls. She enjoyed being in solitude. And now the idea of being outside the walls is a promise. It's almost like a complete 180. Um, I have no understanding of her character. I'm, I'm just, I'm blurry. I mean, like it's just complete gray area with what her motivations are and so on. And then that leads me to this. Well, we don't know what's happened in this time jump. Okay. This is the first thing you detailed that I was actually kind of happy we had a time jump. But I never got a real sense of how long the time jump was. Did you got any idea? No, not at all. And I can't seem to think it would be very long because Rick, I mean, Carl is still getting fresh bandages. Right. Yeah. Well, that could be two, that could be two purpose though. You know, it could be, he's still, yeah, it's still healing or we're covering that 
that nasty stuff up. Yeah, but I mean, Michonne, to make the comment, you know, you needed a fresh bandage. That's where I thought it was going. I'll be honest with you. Opening sequence where you see Rick stabbing a hole in a belt. I thought they were going eye patch style. He was making it for Carl. Yeah. I thought that the, the belt thing was genius. I mean, what better way to signify that you're relaxing, fattening up, and, you know, I mean, it's just the music intro was good. The creation of the scene, everything like that. I mean, I, I thought it was a really, really intelligent opening. But it also showed me something that blew me away. And man, did you, I, Twitter was alive with this. When did they start producing film? Yeah, because I know Melanie sent us uh, a comment on Facebook asking, so they're developing film now in yes. Alexandria? How is this possible? I don't know. Because, I mean, we have a current photo with the eye patch. Uh, oh, yeah. in a frame with big baby judith i mean i guess technically if you do have power i mean i guess you can still use a digital camera you can if you still have photo print paper you can still use the printer judging by the look of that photo it looked like a exposed you know exposed like a, a dark room exposed photo right like like it actually hit the hit the light a little too much before it was developed yeah. um like they don't have a dark room for this. Yeah, my my notes were like, whoa, 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 picture. You know, <laughs> just I don't know. I mean, I think it was a cool effect, but man, it 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 did leave a lot to be desired. Of like, how are we even get to that? You know, so I mean, is that really the only tool they had to show this was a time jump? Is that it? Is that the best they could come up with? Or are we gonna have to see this picture later on? Yeah. Uh, Is this Chekhov's photo? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, like I said, maybe it was just more more about the shot and what you could do it and what can make that move forward quicker without having to go into an explanation. Oh, my God. We're talking about 20 seconds on screen to say. I know it. I you know, know it. hey, man, your bandages. You know, it's only been two weeks. They're looking good. You're healing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How long does that take? You know what I mean? I, I, just, I, I don't know. See, the show has never been known for creating plausible scenarios throughout 100%. Just continuity has never been strong on this show. No. But, oh, well. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever. You know what? At least they're consistent. Yeah, they're consistently bad. <laughs> Shut up. All right. So we're into the episode. Yeah, okay. So we've already said they're going for a supply run. Everybody's giving them these little list of hey you find this what's more important blah 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 and my man eugene throws out his best stance to show his good side you know because it sure ain't the front side um and you know I, uh, the, the ultimate grain there the sagram you know yeah you know i mean uh, was this a little from, too on the go, head yeah goes from scary to hunky dunky by the way that was his quote hunky dunky was it dunky or hunky dory no, it was Dunky. Trust me, I wrote it down. I was like, yeah. I usually really like his dialogue because I think it's like a, such a change of pace and such a like a freak in the middle of a group of normal people. Sometimes it can get a little off the rails. It was off the rails. And like you <laughs> said, way too direct. I mean, them arriving at the barn that had the giant word Sogram across it and you open yeah. it up and there's this, this, oh, this truck loaded with food. I mean, yes. really? 
I mean, the only thing missing was the angels flying around in the sky. I mean, I did like the fact that they they found the truck and they were like, "F the car, we'll come back for it." Let's I disagree just take with the that. truck straight. Back. I disagree with you one hundred and ten percent. And I was, I told my wife and I were sitting there debating this, and I sat there and said, "He said leave the car and let's get the truck running and get out of here." And I'm like, no. You don't know this vehicle. You don't know what the situation is. You don't know how long the fuel's been sitting in there. You don't know anything. And as a viewer, you don't know anything. If anything, you follow that truck with your car. I would have been okay with that. And okay. that way, if the truck fails or whatever like that, at least you have your you have an exit. You can take some food with you. You can there's there's a plan there. Dumping your reliable vehicle for something you don't know, never tested, da da da. da. No, not rolling with that whatsoever. <laughs> I, I I guess I more like the idea of them wanting to take that immediately home, which is what I thought they were doing. But then they stopped at a gas station randomly. Yes. I mean, really? I mean, you just hit the mother load yeah. of a truck. Um, I'm heading straight to the Hacienda, rolling that door up and going, look at what we brought you. Yeah. You know? I'll take my medal now. Yeah, exactly. By the won. way, I get first dibs. You know, um, yeah, I mean, that was a load. Exactly. I mean, sorry. You know, so them to pull over for a vending machine that's on its side, you know. I don't no. think that's why they pulled over. They pulled over just to check everything. Daryl found the machine. Yeah. Uh, boo is what I say <laughs> to that, man. That was, that was like straight back to the hacienda of the car falling behind it. They hop right back in the car and go back out and scout some more. If you even have to after you get the mother load. So yeah. that right there, it like it didn't bother me, did it? But I was sitting there thinking that the whole time, and then look what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you still got your car, guess what? It's not a problem. You know, <laughs> we're, we're we're not doing the five k down the inter, you know, down the highway, chasing your car. You More know? than a five k, I, I swear. In boots and in jeans. I mean, oh, wow. Before we even get to that, but okay, so. The whole, first of all, you know, you, you, you're not the big comic book guy like I am and so on. So what is your, as a person who's not comic book savvy, what is your first impression of Jesus? So far, I really like him. I really like how slippery he is. You know, from the pickpocket to setting the fireworks off for the distraction, uh, the fact he you know, he can obviously handle himself fighting, but also, you know, that's the end of the episode, but they put him in that little jail cell and he's out. No problem. You know, I just, he seems like a really ultimate survivor. You know, I don't think he's necessarily alone, but I really like him so far. Gotcha. He may not be fully honest. That's what I'm saying. Well, my my interpretation of Jesus, of course, is what I think of comic book wise, what he's portrayed by Kirkman and what like that. And I'll be, you know, I'll be honest with you. When I first heard, you know, of the actor playing him, and when I see him on screen here, I was concerned. Um, in the comic book comparison, as well as what I think of Jesus, is a man of stature. He's a a bigger guy. Um, he's, he's very smooth. Um, but he's also very, not deadly, 
but he can handle himself with his hands and feet very well. As of course the show showed how mm-hmm. cunning he was. Um, I just, I just feel like they're missing a little bit from what the source material intended for him because he's a, he's very quiet and reserved. He only speaks to what matters. And everything is very poignant. I mean, I hate to say he's another he's another moral compass that's joining the cast based on what the comic book's going to come through. Um, this guy seems a little more foolhardy, fun, kind of cracks jokes. Not so much cracks jokes so much, but just a little bit of a has a little bit of humor about him for what he does. You know what I'm saying? And that's not what I expected. Yeah, I mean. I feel like they don't want to go another Morgan Ralph. <laughs> They're looking for like comic relief, I think, a little bit. I mean, this whole episode had a lot of comic. It know, was. Yeah, got, every, like know, I said, everything tinges. was a little foolhardy. Everything had a little bit of humor, you know, and the whole nine yards. And so it it really kind of shook. Like I said, it really shook up the seriousness. It shook up the pace. It shook up a lot of things. Um, but I think they just had a lot of really cool elements, and they were just trying to put it all together. And – I enjoyed it. Like I said, I did. I, I just, there's little things that I don't know. I just really struggled with the, some little parts. And I guess this is a part where being a comic reader didn't help me because when you have expectations going into something and it doesn't quite meet it, does that mean I shouldn't not like this character? And so that's what I'm struggling with because I do like the character. I do like the guy who's playing him. I think he's doing a, a good job for what he's being told. But I'm not sure it meets up to what I had originally expected for this character before seeing him. That's going to be everything you do, man. I mean, every show you watch, any movie you watch, if you have some kind of basis and source material, you have a picture already in your mind. You have a narrative in your mind. It's like, so when anything hits the screen and it varies in any form or fashion, any percentage, it's going to hit you probably mostly negatively. You know, I mean, unless somehow, yeah, that. unless somehow the showrunner makes a decision that makes the character seem even cooler to you while sustaining the same narrative that you're assuming is going to come, then, you know, you're, you're probably going to have a negative impact of some kind. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say that there's been other characters that it's been an improvement. Like a good example is, is like Abraham, you know, when they told me that Michael Cutlass was going to play him. I was, I mean, that right here raised the bar for me because I just know what kind of intensity and kind of person he is. And you got to admit, I mean, him being in the show has raised it because of what he brings to the table with his type of personality and persona. And some of these lines they give him and everything else are just over the top hilarious. Don't get me wrong, some of them are cheesy, but he, he really brings that character to life, you know. Um, whereas another character, which is, kind of kind of surprised me is like Rosita which is the other half of him really in the comic book she's a very sassy very you know not action packed but she's not afraid of anything she's a go getter da 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 where I think they've made her more reserved with this with the actress here you know what I mean so it's give and take you know with how they choose and go about different things and then of course like I'll give you a great example Michonne she is spot on I mean literally from expression hair make i mean you know clothing sword i mean it's almost like a perfect match to the writing source material so i mean they've hit that nail on the head you know what i mean so i mean there's a lot of things like that that you know 
it's based on who they cast. And so, you know, the show just constantly keeps bringing British actors in here. I don't understand <laughs> why they got, I'm not like, nothing against them. I mean, I just think it's, you know, it's, it's unique. And I'd love to know what the motivation is behind that. I don't know because them having to pull off Southern accents and stuff like that is gotta be tougher than it would be for Joe Blow American actor. So I, Give them props, I guess, for being talented. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I get that. Um, so we meet Jesus. Of course, he does the pickpocketing. And then you hear, the, you know, he keeps talking and running. Daryl and, you know, Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln. Listen to me call him Lincoln. Uh, Rick, you know, debate whether or not we want to let this guy know and like that. And they don't do the normal, you know, we got a camp. No, you got one. No. You know, that, it, was a, it was a different set of questions. I thought that was kind of unique. And um, and then as he's leaving, Rick's like, you know, how many walkers you kill? And he's like, holler, leave you. You know, he's gone. <laughs> Daryl's saying, no, no. You know, I just thought that, you know, to me, if you're a guy who's out there by themselves, you know, especially as long as it's been, you would be you would be attracted to meeting new people and see what's going on and so on, especially when that kind of character. And so him just leaving, I was like, okay, this has to be suspicious. I mean, they have to realize that. And I was happy the show picked up saying, you know, hey, his beard was clean shaved. He was he was clean. Da, da, da. I was happy they in, introduced those details in the dialogue, you know, to show that it wasn't just a mindless running into somebody and, oh, there he goes. You know what I mean? They actually did an Alan uh, – sorry analyzed the situation and actually thought about it i mean daryl's like not that guy you know but rick was actually think about this looking about that you know what i mean and so i was impressed with that uh the whole fireworks thing i don't know how many people keep fireworks on them after two years after the apocalypse and have that ready to do grand theft auto you know you come across that stuff easily you gotta think i mean southern states are some of the only ones that allow fireworks to be shot off and I mean, anything you come across, I mean, you find the one black cat dealer in your local area. Black cat dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have them around here. Yeah. Um, so, so of course, it, it was witty, you know, that he steals a truck and there's, they're dragging the vending machine. And then Rick and Daryl just decide to, you know, go into full-on jog, run, marathon mode. This has got to be one of the most awkward things to be filmed doing because they don't, they're not pretty runners. No. I mean, Daryl, I mean, mean, Daryl looks like he's, this was painful to watch. He looks about 30 years older. His chin and neck become one, and he's just kind of. And I was sitting there looking at it, I was like, I rewound it, and I was like, maybe it's the backpack he's having to wear or so on. No, it is just. A very awkward run. Yeah, I think he should stick to motorcycles. <laughs> I mean, I love the character, but neither one of them need to be running anymore. No. Rick has done a shitload of running lately. Oh, my God. You know what it is? Because, like, his hair is, like, Jericho wet. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh, got the it glisten, gets wet. dripping. He gets ringlets. I mean, I mean it's wow. I mean, yeah. we're talking we're talking nasty. And Matter of fact, how often do we see Rick's hair dry? <laughs> That's a good point. This is a good point. Um, so anyway, so they're running, and we'll, we'll, we'll pause right there on them. So we'll go. We're back at Alexandria. We got Alex. We got um, what's her name, Michonne, and we got Spencer, and his mindless walking through the woods with the shovel. And when he was sitting back there, you know, I was kind of like, all right, they're gonna have something. 
something witty here because we've already been down the whole road of insecurity, suicidal, different like that. The shovel is the clue. What is, what are we missing here? You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, of course, you know, what you shovel for, you're you're gonna bury something. You're you know. So I'm thinking the whole time is like, you know, is he is he going out there and burying a memento? Is he doing something? And then when they start their dialogue and he's like, you know, I've got something I've got to handle. I was like, okay, so. It started coming to me really, really quick the whole time. Did any of that kind of feather into what you were thinking during this scenario? Not on his part. It was more when Carl and Enid obviously see somebody they know in the pack. You oh, know? yeah, the, the, mystery, the mystery walker. Right. And I'll be honest, I thought it was going to be um, who shot Carl? What's his name? Um, oh, uh, Ron. Ron. I thought it was going to be Ron because Ron was stabbed through the chest. It wasn't decapitated. You know, that did cross my mind a little bit, but I was like, wait a minute. I think Carl would rival at the moment to kill that walker. No, because you understand, Enid has a relationship with Ron too, you know. That's why she was kind of freaked out by it, and he was weird about it. And and Carl's being weird, and so is Enid. They're both so, weird. Yeah. All right. And then getting back to the Spencer part, I agree. I knew the shovel had something going on. But I was even thinking, is there something he's digging up that he's hidden out here? You know. Oh, yeah. Great thought. You know, maybe he's digging up some kind of, because he was was stealing booze and food for a while there. You know, maybe he's got a weapon stash or something out there. Um, But let me get props on the walker that comes out with the hole through the throat and the cheek. It was so well done. Okay. That that walker actually made me angry. You want to know why? Not because that walker looked amazing. It's because they spent the money on the digital effects for it to look like it had holes through its neck and all those digital effects. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't we get Carl with the hole through the eye socket the angled like I was complaining about last week to have that visual, holy crap, look at that monstrous you know, special effect? We could have a walker come out of the woods in a normal scene, but we can't get the Carl, the most impactful wound of all, Walking <laughs> Dead. We can't get it. You know that. Yeah, that, I don't know. that little stuff kind of. That's what it was like. I was like, I was like, Lelisha, and I was like slapping my wife, like, look, 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 you see it, you know. And I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> that was stuff. a badass walker, dude. It was really, good. it was impressive. It was yeah. quite impressive because you could see the landscape behind him moving as it moved right it was perfect it was a great digital shot fantastic special effects really really impressed and so of course michonne does her usual top take the top of the head off hat i'll call it Uh, yeah no doubt to pay yeah that was the by far the best zombie death there was you know oh definitely walker death what do you call it um so of course the mystery is unraveled and Carl's running around, you know, this pondered another question that really baffled me is, is that, okay, so Carl doesn't kill. Of course we find out it's Deanne's Walker. Okay. But he doesn't kill her. But then he just walks off. And then Deanne's Walker, you know, the Walker comes at Spencer and Michonne. What, what happened there? I don't know because did he know, I know he saw Michonne and Spencer, and then Enid left while he was obviously luring Deanna around in the woods. It's almost like he was purposely leading her to Spencer, oh. because he was saying, 
she needed to be killed by a loved one, someone who cared about her. Right. I mean, I, I understood his motivation later in the episode, but it just, why didn't he just walk up to him? The He's whole like, thing hey, was, by the way, you know, your mom's over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, yeah, you need to solve this problem here. Yeah. Uh, I killed my mom. Uh, you need to take care of yours. I'm going to be honest. If I was Carl, I'd be a little be gun shy walking up on anybody at yeah. this point. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, you know. I just, it, it didn't flow right. I don't, I don't know. Carl the, just, the whole just disappeared. Thing. Yeah, the whole wood scenario. Where we see him go by. He's reading comic books in the middle. You know, It's not even a great spot. And then they go by and they're acting kind of strange about it. Enid's going bananas over little things. And then they run into this walker. And he's like, no, I can't do it. And then he just walks by. And Indiana all of a sudden shows up with Spencer. It was almost convenient. You know what I mean? The one day that Michonne decides to go out there and confront Spencer is the day that Deanne shows up. You know, yeah. it, it just God, it just seems like it was just so, you know. I'm, I'm just not going to beat this up because, like I said, I, f- I felt like this was a pretty strong episode. Um, but you get slightly tired of Michonne being like the apocalyptic guru, you know, that's calming all the people down and stuff. She's like the voice of reason all the time. Well, how about the whole deal of your mom told me to do this, and I really liked your mom, and you love your mom, da da da, and then your mom's who you find in the woods. Yeah, it's 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 ham fisted. It's really you know. Yeah, it's it's almost like you know you're not even getting spoon fed. You're getting shovel fed. Yeah, absolutely. You know it's that that's what I feel like. I feel like I can't out on your plate. <laughs> I, I really I feel like I can't open my mouth wide enough for what they're putting in there. You know what I mean? So. That's the one thing about it. I mean, I do love, I mean, Tova came back and did that shot. She was awesome. I mean, Spencer, the whole nine yards. Oh, she was really well done. Great makeup on oh, her. You know, she was she good. She's just a good phenomenal walker. actress. I mean, she's good. I'm really surprised she's not in more. And the only thing I really didn't care for was is that he did the whole killed her from behind, you know, didn't actually. Every other character, we've got at least a blade in the side of the head. The temple. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this time we went from the back of the skull i'm guessing uh, cost too much to do that uh that walker with the see-through neck that's right we had to just one, do a, one amazing and digital effect per episode you know it's a fake a, kill on the back of it <laughs> uh, we had to right. put yourself in serious danger of yeah. teeth exactly so you get a nice hug kill that's right you know tova i'm gonna tickle the back of your head that's your cue of you're dying yeah, ah. <laughs> You know, and there was actually a little part of me, like when she kind of like went down, that she was actually still possibly still going and like bite into his chest or something. And I was like, Nah, they're not gonna ruin this. Moment. I almost wish to be done with the whole family. <laughs> hey, that'd be two families down. Yeah, gene pool <laughs> shrinking because theirs was quite shallow. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you know, they get the burial, uh, and then the carving of the D. Oh, no foreshadowing the there. No foreshadowing there. Just, <laughs> well, I guess your shovel came how, in handy. You see how many people put that picture online and were, you know, talking about, you know, hey, look at who she was expecting and all that. I mean, it was just one thing after another. It was, people have some really warped imaginations when yeah. it comes to this. Yeah. Uh, pitiful. <laughs> so anyway. Rick and Daryl and their amazing tracking skills on a highway or road. Um, Daryl said there's still still a trail. Still a trail. Yeah. You know, they you find the vending machine. You could smell the rubber. <laughs> well, they find the vending machine. They get out these two-year-old 
orange soda cans. Orange Crush. By the way, which two of them were had a hole in them, and he was shaking them around, and they were drinking. He was shotgunning one of them. I'm sorry. That one was full of mouse piss. I mean, straight <laughs> pond water. There is no way that was even drinkable. I mean, uh, I look. Me and you both did this. We grew up on hot cokes. Oh yeah, no problem. Oh, that's but right. But these are Georgia sun baked, metal box cooked, orange crushes. Now citric acid in those bad boys is bad enough to give you some heartburn. But let it sit for a couple years in a hot box. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Your stomach will literally fall out of your I'm anus. So, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, apocalypse stomach. You know, Maybe their, their immune system has undefined. But if I were to do something like that, or you do something like that, we'd be blowing holes in the bowl. It'd be that bad. I'm oh, telling God. you. I'd be, I'd be doing Picassos in that toilet. I'd I mean, be one with the bowl. <laughs> it's just, oh, God. The acid I, in those things. I, I mean, woo, woo. I'm moving on. I can't because um, <laughs> every time I saw them drinking it, and then they were sharing, I was like, "I, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this." First off, some water. Don't ever drink after Daryl. <laughs> All right, there was a there was a voter poll and I'm thinking like that, and they said it's confirmed. You know, season six, Daryl still has not taken a shower. Daryl has never bathed. <laughs> I mean. Daryl needed to bathe in that fire pond in the last episode. <laughs> There's no doubt. You know, ooh, ooh. He has to be ripe, son. Oh, God. Don't even get me started about how bad how bad old uh, Rick must have smelled when he was taking those clothes off with Michonne later. Could you? Because <laughs> he was still in the same outfit. He did his yeah. marathon running in earlier. He pulled his boots off, and she, she should have just like fallen off with the paint on the walls. Just. Oh, <laughs> 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 these spearmint candies ain't covering that <laughs> oh my God. i mean you're talking about needing to bathe in bleach i mean dang and don't sit on the couch you filthy animal <laughs> let me hose you off outside i mean wow i mean wow but anyway so they catch back up to old jesus um of course, conveniently, the tire's flat on the front. Another example where if we had the car behind us, you know, different things, you know, prove my point a little bit farther. But so they get up on him. And I was like, I knew going into this moment, being comic reader and so on, that Jesus can handle himself. It could be three. It could be four people. Beat their he, asses. He can take care of business like it's nothing. So I was really, I was expecting a straight Chuck Norris moment right here, just going off the handle. And... I mean, he didn't disappoint. I mean, Rick got a hold no. of him, and three moves later, Rick's on his butt, and, you know, whoa, you know. Um, and then, of course, they end up getting the best of him. I thought, you know, and it was realistic. I give it was, it wasn't like he, you know, it wasn't Bruce Lee out there, you know, whipping everything around. I thought that was, I'm happy I mean, they didn't go that far. Daryl didn't come in with a flying kick or anything like that. He just tackled him so they could draw their guns on him. Right. You know, which is better. Yes, much better, you know. Um, did you feel like they sped the camera up just a little bit when he did his moves on Rick right there at the beginning? Because I watched oh, it a couple probably. times, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, they they did a little fast forward through a that. Seagal, is that yeah, what we call it? Exactly, exactly. So that way he, <laughs> his gut moves a little bit faster as he does his moves. Um, is my kicky foot. <laughs> <sighs> But, yeah, I mean, so other than a little of that. And so then, how about the, 
you know, you got ammo in that, you know, bang, bang. I thought that was a good line. I mean, I thought that was pretty They good. both aim. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Daryl's mean, I, like, some bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like that. And, of course, and then they tied him up. And, you know, I'm not a bad guy. And he goes, well, these knots aren't real tight. You, you should be able to get them soon enough. And, and so, all right, let's – I wanted to get the stopwatch out. From the second we let go of the knots on him – you know, and he's giggling, and he goes to that truck, and they start it up and take off. Do you think it was longer than 30 seconds? No. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? I'll, I'll give it a minute. Do you get out of wrist restraints and ankle restraints and able to get on top of a box truck unnoticed without sound before they take off for a minute? He's a ninja. Like the ninjas walkers that sneak oh, up on you. Yeah. Oh yeah, stealth. Yeah. You know, soundless motion. Stealth with an F. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that's like I'd been better off if like he had like slid under the truck and held on for a while, you know, or something like that. Uh, him being on getting on top of the box, I had a problem with that. I did, and I, like I said, I might be hypercritical. But, you know, they weren't there long enough for you to, to to stealth get out of knots and stealth get onto the top of that box, you know what I mean, without making sense. Because they're going down the road, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 you hear all this. I mean, you would have heard all that when a truck was stopped and not even running. <laughs> I mean, hello. You know, so it's almost like they defeated their stealth later with a later scene, you know what I mean? And I think it was purely for a cool effect of, hey, let's stomp the brakes and watch them go, woo Superman off the top of it. And I got to be honest, there's no way I wouldn't look in my side view mirror to see he was still sitting on the side of the road when we pulled off. Thank you. I'm surprised I didn't even have a camera angle showing him, but you see why they didn't now. Yeah. Because they always show that. They always show the the mirror as you pass the guy with the backpack, backpack you know. Yeah, because I mean, that's what they're. I mean, like they're con- Walking Dead is constantly looking through something or have something in the foreground or reflection. You know, they're, yeah. yeah, they're going to give you that. I mean, it, and this time we're in the truck. Yeah, and then he gives them the finger and prick, you know. And I mean, <laughs> and then, but he, but he was able to get on the truck that quick. So eh. so he flies off the truck, and then this other. Like I said, I love this episode. Some little detail. How about Daryl getting out while it's running to chase him? I mean, the truck was still a good 30, 40 feet away from this guy. Daryl hops out to start chasing him. I, I mean, I would wait a little bit longer. I'll talk a little bit closer before I hopped out of the truck. But I mean, first off, I wouldn't have ran after him. He, you already know he can whoop your ass. Yeah. Uh, if I was Rick, I'd be like, what are you doing? He'll beat the fire out of you. <laughs> well, my question is, is that why do you have to chase him? Why don't you just like, peace, reverse, and I'm gone. Yeah. once you Or when you leave off the front, drive over him yeah. if you're worried about him. <laughs> I don't understand why they didn't just leave. I guess because they wanted to check that barn, you know. Uh, no good deeds. Go unpunished. Yeah. I just, I, I didn't understand the necessity you know, it was just Rick wanting to catch him and Daryl didn't want nothing to do with him, but yet he was the one out there hawking him. And how about them playing like tag out there? Can't touch me. Can't touch me. Can't, you know. Yeah, you while know. Rick is kind of blocking the other side with a <laughs> yeah. massive pack van. Yeah, and then we have these walkers that are roped to a truck and 
tractor, and then they just then they start breaking away when they guys show up. So were they a trap or something? What were they? I I thought there was gonna be more to them. I was like, okay, we got four walkers that are stuck to a truck. When the camera first panned across them, I thought it might be live people hiding behind a truck with guns. You know. Yeah. But then I saw it was walkers and they were just tied with ropes that coincidentally broke when they showed up. Yes. They they he manned out of it as soon as they yes. all showed up. Got that brain rage. <laughs> brain rage. So I thought that was just kind of mm. anyway, so they catch him, da 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 and of course they he gets to the truck, gets a gun on Daryl. And he, of course, the 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 usual, the quiet walker, you know, stealth walker gets up behind him. Did at any moment did you feel like Daryl was in danger? No, not I, at all. I, I didn't even blink. I was just like, okay, who who kills the walker? No, yeah. no. I almost stopped it and said, "Who wants to take bets? Who wants to take bets? Daryl kills it. The other guy kills it. You know what I mean? Nah. I mean, it's going to be a real shock to me the day they they ever get him off this cast." It'll be a financial decision because mm. they can't pay him anymore. Because I mean, nobody wants him off the show. So, no, I mean, he, no way. I mean, I think people would literally. I think the show would plummet. But I did he, like the part where once he shoots him, he just immediately snatches the guns. My gun, pow! Yeah, <laughs> smokes him with a right yeah. hook. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it was witty. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I thought that was good. Only to follow the truck and get. Oh, your God. head bashed in. I hear your head get hit by the door. That would hurt like hell. Oh man, you know. And then the truck goes in the water, and I was just waiting on it. Law of averages. Law of averages. They were going to make yeah. some kind of pun or joke at it, and sure enough, they did. Which it was all right, you know. But <laughs> they went. I mean, it was like bad decision after bad decision after bad decision, and now we lose our. You know, Valhalla truck, you know, a food. Just horrible. Horrible. It, this is kind of silly in a way. It was. It was. I mean, to lose a f- truck full of food and supplies that close to <laughs> Alexandria. Yeah, that was yeah. stupid. Yeah. Uh, this was just kind of a silly scene, the way they constructed this. I mean, the truck had to be parked perfectly where it would roll backwards into the lake and, and of course, float all the way into the middle where it would go under. You know, whatever. Yeah. That's what they decided. You know, it's just the van flipping off a bridge but landing on its tires. (laughs) They don't always nail it on The Walking Dead. No, they don't. That's okay. I, I still absolutely love it, dude. Hey, it's your favorite show. It tells more about you than anything. Yeah, I know it. I know it. But, you know, it was good to see new sides of these characters because, you know, we've seen these characters for six seasons and we think we know exactly who they are, what they are, and so on. And we had some really good one-liners. We had some good – it was a good relationship with these two. I mean, like even when they said Talking Dead and other stuff, you know, they thought this episode was like the, you know – what is it? Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid episode, you know, them together. And they even watched that before the show. You know, they did the show, you know, to have his reference. And there was a lot of that wittiness and that humor. And I think that's the reason it was so enjoyable. And we could have done it with just, just them two the entire time, you know. 
I just I don't like how some scenes are set up. And I don't like how some things are executed. But overall, the story was good to watch and enjoyable. Uh, their dialogue was good, and it was good to see those two characters together because they're not typically together in that kind of spirit. And I think yeah. that's the main reason I really really enjoyed it. And even though that was silly, I I did like the scene where they're all riding back in the Chrysler, and he's jerking the wheel and making yeah, them flop I mean, onto Daryl. How and, freaking hilarious is this? You know? Yeah, they did a good job with this. I, I mean, was like, it's. It's almost strange to see Rick so lighthearted. Yeah, they have a little humor about him. But he's like downright joyous oh, in yeah. this whole episode. He's got like a smile. He's playing the radio and singing some horrifying oh, show tune of I some kind. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was... Oh, and Daryl's just like, don't you do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the second or third time Walking Dead has pulled out music that is absolutely atrocious no it won't go aiden status but. no yeah oh my god nothing <laughs> nothing beats that episode where they're playing it's memorial and dm throws yeah. that music in i'm like no no they did not just do this cheesiest moment of walking dead history <laughs> <laughs> the worst oh my god uh, that that's it, up there it's up horrible there. it is up there all right so we're down to the moment you know as they call it, the the Rishone, Rishone, the Rishone, yeah, the Rishone. Um, did you see it coming? Honestly, I've heard lots of people talking about how they ship these two characters, but I never necessarily thought it was going to happen. It was more, I thought it was going to happen. The more Carl said, "I would have done it for you," you know, because yeah. he basically, basically, what he said was, "I love you." Yeah, that was his own show. unique way of saying, look, I'll I killed my mom. I would do the same thing for you. Right. You know, that's what I got out of that, you know. And so it was the first thing of symbolizing I consider you a mother figure. Yeah. And Which so is like I said. Clip. Remember the first episode? You know. Oh, yeah. Carl gets hurt. She goes into berserker mode. Oh, yeah. Berserk mom mode. Yeah, yeah exactly. And just, So they've been know. laying the foundation for this. All the way back to when they're just them two walking down the railroad tracks and Sharing candy bars. I'll give you and that. Shit. I'll give you that. Yeah, I think you're on the money there. I think you're really on the money. That's. Uh, I think they have really set it up, and it's been kind of been foreshadowing. And um, I think it gave her the green light, and then she gave Rick the green light. You yeah. know. Yeah. You know. Because and then Rick gave her the D. <laughs> the Rick D. <laughs> oh. The I fleshlight. Mean, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> all I know is if it's uh, is Michonne, all you have to do is get a few breath mints out there, and that's, that's all it takes. Hey, easy breezy. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? All I know is is that he, they needed more than breath mints for that, that funk he had. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't have surprised me if Rick was as black as she was in those sheets. Because oh, he should God. be covered in dirt. Oh. I mean, just filth. Oh, like just no a doubt. Wallering. In the, those white sheets. <laughs> oh God! Oh, oh, oh! I need something to spit in. Oh God! Oh, Just imagine. Oh, uh, uh, stop it! The We're losing Fumunda, viewers by the second here. The yeah. Fumunda cheese <laughs> on Rick's tight Wranglers, <laughs> holding in all oxygen. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he's growing sourdough bread right, in there. It's official. <laughs> This this is our last cast, evidently, because you know nobody's gonna listen to this anymore. This is over the top. That's yeah, it's uh, h- how about the hand placements? Do you notice the hand placements? 
You know, no. Rick had Rick had his hand on the on the, on the backside there, old Michonne under the sheets, and oh uh, uh, no, I didn't even notice. Yeah, the best by far, the best the picture, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff is of course Jesus walks in, and they get up, and she grabs a sword, and he grabs his gun, right? And they had that picture of him holding his hands up, and the catch line at the bottom is both of you. Put your swords down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Rick covers himself. Uh, for, I didn't notice it, but Talking Dead, they said Rick covers himself and is holding the gun. But Michonne's just dual wielding <laughs> yeah, that dual sword. Wielding. You're going to get it and like it. <laughs> I'm going to stun you with my looks and right. I slice you in half. Yeah, be distracted by this pod. <laughs> and don't look at the sheets. They're awful. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go again. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Uh, How'd you find us, Jesus? I followed the smell. <laughs> Shut up, man. Oh God. Uh, it's just. Mm, mm, it's, uh, all right. <clears throat> all right. I know we had uh, Brian, Heather uh, had some really, really good comments, and um, you know the funny thing is, is it seemed like most people really enjoyed this episode, but I chose one comment I wanted to hold towards the end, and uh, it was with Heather, and she said she did not enjoy the second episode. That she said that um, she felt like the entire thing was like a dream sequence, but the way it started, you know, the, having the pictures developed and the everything, like it was a happy hunky hunky door world in the future, and that kind of made sense once I listened to her when I read her comment on uh, Facebook and stuff, and I was like, she's got a point, you know, it kind of just started that way, but I just. I don't remember ever there being a situation where there was like a dream sequence or anything like that to even reference in Walking Dead. Have we ever had that in the past in The Walking Dead that you can remember? Not unless there's like a quick snippet of a nightmare of a walker right. bearing down on you and then you wake up. Not that I remember. Yeah. But I like mean, I said, Rick was downright you know, jolly this yeah. episode. So it so was I mean, strange. It was. It was. Um you know, and she she really put it out there that you know that she thought maybe Walking Dead had kind of jumped the shark a little bit, and and that you know it it didn't fit in with the rest of them as I think is what she's really trying to go with, and you know that's the reason she had a hard time with it. You know, I I think that's why I liked it because it was different. It was such a change of pace. Yeah, that I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, so I mean. Like I said, I, I, overall, I really did enjoy it. I think, like you just said right there, it's a change of pace. It was fun. It was good to see some characters we don't typically get to have their own little moments together. We got introduced to a really cool new character. I think he's got a, a, a good start ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I hate that we didn't get to see some characters, but like I said before, I think it's almost a good thing we didn't get to see some. Um, I really, I'm really curious to see where the Morgan Carroll thing is. I'm really curious... Um, what's going on with some of the other major characters. Um, and so I look forward to where that's going to go. Um, and then of course, seeing the preview, man, it's just, uh, you know, it's making me lick my chops, you know, the, the whole, you know, this world's about to get a whole lot bigger and I know exactly what he means and what's going to come down the road. And I'm really, really fascinated to see how they're going to do that, especially visually, um, you know, and the kind of, people and characters that we might be introduced and so on the only thing i will say is that we got some comments before about it i can't remember exact names who brought it in is is that i was really surprised we didn't have any commentary about the um, negan bikers see that's where the flash forward thing kind of messed up a little bit i think because we didn't get the conversation 
which they easily could have put in with the Daryl and Rick being together. Exactly. I thought that would be a great opportunity to say, you know, you just have a quick reference. Oh, I think it's the same road we blew the bikers up on or something. Or, you know, give me a something. Or the fact that Daryl had flip-flopped and saying, you were right, we don't need to get new people. Because he just ran into a bunch of new people that were all shitty. You know, but Rick's now the opposite. Now he thinks it's a good idea to get people. That's where that conversation could have happened, you know? Yeah, he really could have mixed it in there. He said, you know, this is what changed my mind. What's changed yours, you know? Yeah, I just had to RPG a group of (laughs) bikers because they were going to kill Abraham and Sasha. You know, it's like, I have a reason not to trust. And so does Rick with the whole governor situation. Yeah, They all know better. How about Terminus? How about a few other things? Yeah. I mean, there's so much that could say we've been betrayed and done wrong. Yeah. So many. You know, it's a it's a real leap of faith right now to, you know, go that route. Especially after you've seen your people are now consolidated and can hold their own and, and you could trust them. Like, why let anything, you know, come between you and that? So. No doubt. No doubt. Well, uh, other than that, I think we call it, man. I think it was a great episode. I think it. Uh, I think the momentum is awesome. I love that they brought the new character in. It gives us a new twist. We have a new direction where we're going. It's moving forward. Uh, I loved all the viewer comments and feedback, guys. I really, really appreciate y'all sending that stuff in. It was awesome. Uh, we're going to start trying to do some live tweeting of some different shows and giving some. We're expanding things. Uh, uh, you know, we've added Cash, and he's a phenomenal uh, host has joined us. And um, I think. Uh, uh, Jake and Ka- uh, Cash are going to do Vikings. They're going to. I think that came out this uh, past week, and y'all should be looking for that if y'all listen to us. And I think that's going to be an awesome show. But other than that, guys, I really want to say that I really appreciate you guys. Y'all can always reach us at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we have Bleed TV Podcast on Facebook, and of course, Bleed TV Podcast at gmail.com If you want to ever hit us up, you got a few minutes to subscribe and give us a positive review on iTunes. It's a huge help to us. We hadn't got a we hadn't got a review in a long time. You know, kind of in a cold spell or dry out what you want to call it uh so if you could break that nostalgia we would love it um but other than that you know, we're gonna i think we're gonna call it tonight this is bleed tv and i'm zach and i'm jake we'll see y'all later